Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of the Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Lee Kaplan, longtime regular on the Price of Business, is with the law firm of Spicer, Kaplan, and Veselka, skv.com. He is also a uh, candidate for mayor here in the Houston area, uh, Houston, Texas. Any long-term listener of my show knows us. I'm Houston, and we love having you on the program. Talk real quickly about your candidacy, which I, for one, uh, I'm very excited about because uh, there seems to me to be a dearth of uh, reasonable people out there in the political process today, and uh, that is certainly how I would describe you when it comes to talking about these issues. Welcome to the show, and, and a little bit about your candidacy before our topic. Well, thanks. One, uh, My candidacy really has been based on just learning and confirming what people care the most about in Houston. And I generally, when I talk to people, ask them what they think the big issues are facing them, their neighborhood, or the city. And uh, some of them are surprised that somebody's actually asking their opinion. Uh, but to me, this is a way of frankly, finding out what people think and trying, in my case, to reach out and call as many people as possible. So I've raised uh, significant money, seven figures, from over 1,500 donors, and I've really done that by calling people. Um, yes. And so the issues that have emerged, um, and obviously things can change, but right now, in rough order, I think it's uh, public safety, it's uh, infrastructure, which includes both congestion, being able to get around, and flooding, um, corruption, homelessness, and uh, to a somewhat lesser extent, permitting, just the frustration of dealing with the city bureaucracy. And yeah. I hear those themes all the time when I talk to people. And uh, I think, candidly, if you promise to fix a problem, you're not being candid. If if yes. you promise to address it and do as much as you can about it, people appreciate that candor. And I think that's what my campaign is about, and people seem to be impressed or happy about that. So that's what I've paid. Well, a great money. measure is the thousands. It's not only the amount of money, but the thousands that are showing up to uh, support your candidacy, I think is absolutely huge. And so uh, it's great. And I'm so glad, you know, and as we go along, we're going to talk more about specific issues that not only apply to Houston, but I think large cities everywhere. Of course, Houston, one of the largest cities in the United States. So, and we've done a lot of that and we're going to do more, but today we're going to do what uh, you and I were going to do last week, but we didn't have enough uh, information to unbox the elections, which is why you're on this week uh, instead. And I got to tell you, uh, you did a very good job of having your hedging your uh, crystal ball. <laughs> you were, you know, it's like, yeah, this is really hard to call. I stuck my neck a little bit more out there. I certainly wasn't thinking of uh, the red wave that I was hearing so much about. I thought one Republican pickup in the Senate, uh, you know, a net positive one, uh, in other words, uh, uh, taking control, and uh, net five in the house which is way different than the red wave it's not uh you know I, I was not terribly off but i was off enough to make a difference as to who's in charge of the senate right and you know i think the real answer or, or theme of the election is that 
normal prevailed. Not everywhere, but many people recalled from the idea that our elections are corrupt. They got tired of hearing that. It's not just that they're tired of hearing about the 2020 election. I think nobody wants to believe, and I don't believe, that our election process is corrupt, that that people are routinely destroying ballots, inventing ballots, or any of that. All this talk about fraud and phony ballots, I just have to think that if there were anything to that, somewhere in some states there'd be an anti- uh, uh, an ambitious prosecuting attorney who would ferret that out. And nobody's yes. ferreted it out. And I think all this suspicion which has been most recently manifested with the governor of Texas saying he wants to audit the returns in the city of Houston or in Harris County. That's just nonsense. To me, that's, that is many election deniarism. And the reason I say many is not that it's not monstrous and bad, but I just think people recognize it for what it is even more than people recognized that the other complaints about the 2020 election were nonsense. So it's not over yet, but I think most people believe in our, in our country, believe in our system and resent these efforts to spend money proving something that does not exist. Yeah, I think there's truth to that. I think that, uh, you know, the reality is, uh, is that in no time in human history uh, has it been easier to expose corruption in elections and fraud in elections. Uh, you think about, uh, you know, all of us are walking around with what, uh, you know, police crime lads call uh, forensic tools, like our cell phones with cameras. Um, we would, you know, and then you had multimillionaires and billionaires uh, offering huge amounts of money and reward in 2020 for proof. I didn't hear about any rewards being paid. Did you? Nope. And I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, if they found something, we'd know about it. I recently we know about to, it. Yeah, I went to a uh, meeting of a of a club, a Rotary club, and the person speaking was uh, the head of something called True the Vote. And I actually thought this was going to be something about increasing turnout. This was several weeks before the election. And um, I didn't know who Catherine Engelbrecht was. Turns out she's actually based in Houston. And she started getting up, or she got up, and showed us a video of some people putting ballots in mailboxes and insisting that there's a lot of mailbox stuffing and supporting her movie or a movie called 2000 Mules. The thesis yeah. of which is that there are all these people out there who are uh, making fake ballots or creating ballots for people uh, when those people did not really um, support or sponsor the choices that were on the, the purported ballot, and that somehow... This was a crooked operation designed to and probably did did sway election results. And I thought to myself, if there is anything to that, wouldn't you be filing a a lawsuit and bringing forth evidence? Why have all these lawsuits been dismissed? Is it because there's not a single judge in the country who's willing uh, to actually see the evidence? 
Don't you think anybody would mm-hmm. want to see the evidence? And it hadn't showed up. And all I can con- conclude is that uh, true the vote is uh, an exercise in self-deception and deception of others. I don't understand yeah. it. It just doesn't make any sense. 2000 Mills uh, being uh, a project of Dinesh D'Souza. It's a D- Dinesh D'Souza project who, uh, right, you know, it's his movie. Uh, yeah, it's his movie. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, uh, he was actually, I believe, pardoned by uh, President Trump. So he certainly has great endearment uh, of him, uh, pardoned for a felony. Um, and so, and I'm not saying, and again, frankly, I looked at the felony and it looked kind of ridiculous that he had that charge. So when I looked at that, but, you know, the point is, is that there's a lot here in terms uh, of, of what took place. And, yeah, you know, the way I look at it, you know, and I think a lot of this voting, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, when I observe is that a lot of people are, are sitting there and looking at the election deniers and they're like, hmm, what's their choice? Someone other than us voters choosing who's going to run things? This, this in a way, was a denunciation of that. Second of all, I heard very, very little. Did I hear some? Yes, but very, very little election denying on, on these results. Um, and, you know, again, what people don't understand, a lot of people don't understand, is in our electoral system, almost everything voting-related happens on a state level, not on a federal level. Good luck getting a coordinated effort state-to-state uh, state to do what they're describing, and really impossible to not have exposure along the way. That's both now and in 2020. And so I really think that this was a vote. One of the things on the ballot, if you will, was the legitimacy of voting itself. And we saw how that went. It, to me, it was definitely in favor of, of uh, our political system, works and all. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just disappointing. Uh, and whether these people are sincere or insincere, I don't know, because I don't know them personally. But I do think they're completely uh, off off base about the accusations. And there, as I've learned in my years as a trial lawyer, some people are not going to be convinced by logic, facts, or the absence of any facts to support what they say. They won't be convinced. It's just a long-held belief or a firmly-held belief, and there's not much we can do about it. So we need to cater to the large majority of decent, truth-seeking Americans. And uh, those people seem to have come out in a bipartisan way uh, in this last election. You know, another thing that comes to mind, Lee, is that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of people were boasting on, on how, uh, and, and these are Trump supporters, right, that, that he's, he's using the GOP to make America great again, and they're really in his back pocket. There's a lot of that involved. There's no question about it who was in charge. But I think it was very obvious, and proof was in the pudding of the election results, that many, if not most, of the GOP had been waiting for him to, to screw up big enough for them to say, okay, we're done now, this chapter closed, we're moving on. There was a mutual using, if you will, the GOP of him, him of the GOP, and it looks to me like they're ready to make a turn, not because they've gotten smarter or wiser or more concerned, it's Trump is losing his utility. You know, 
the, the loyal opposition relishes the, offer, uh, the opportunity of midterm elections to make progress. They love that opportunity. And uh, somehow Trump figured out how to make this not a referendum of Biden's policy. And in my opinion, it should have been a wipeout for Biden in, in the Congress. Uh, but in spite of my prediction, my prediction was because of Trump that I was so cautious. Instead, it became as much of a referendum on Trump as it did Biden. No wonder why Republicans are actually openly saying, yeah, I think it's time to move on. Yep. Well, I don't know that this is the death of Trumpism by any means, but I do think it's sufficiently diminished. And, um, you know, whether Joe Biden is the next president or Donald Trump or one of a host of Republican challengers are other Democrats, I think that people do have some vague understanding and maybe a concrete understanding of the perils of election denialism. You know, fair play says when you lose, you lose. You lick your wounds. You may or may not concede. You may or may not be gracious about it. But when you lose, you lose and you accept it. And Donald Trump got raised differently from the rest of us, apparently, and he, um, I don't know whether he believes what he says or not. If he does, he's severely misguided. If he doesn't, he's the most cynical person available uh, to the country. So, But that discussion is one that can wait. And so yeah. Yeah. now and, uh, and we have time will tell. new people. Yeah. And yeah. we have new people in, uh, in the Senate, and we're not finished with the new people. And we have some new people in uh, the House, and we'll see how those people contribute to the public wheel. I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, You know, it it was interesting. I mean, Trump's narcissism, you know, that's a a real diagnosis, and I'm not a mental health professional. Uh, I'm married to one, <laughs> but I'm not one. And uh, But, you know, when I hear someone says, if my candidates win, it's entirely because of me. And if my candidates lose, it's entirely their fault. I mean, I see that. I mean, I'm not sure why that didn't run in every commercial uh, for Democrats in the country. That's the kind of person we've been dealing with. Uh, to me, that, that kind of Thinking is beyond the realm. It really enters into a really a dangerous space as far as narcissism goes. And, and we've seen this kind of narcissism over and over again. And there's been a, a blind eye to it. But again, I think there's a, a kind of a change of heart that time will only tell. Uh, final thoughts as we wrap up the segment. Well, I will say that in Harris County, the unnecessarily long ballot and the long time required to cast a ballot may well have depressed turnout. Uh, There were a lot of glitches in various uh, uh, precincts, and I think Harris County is just a big county. These uh, requirements seem to have changed every election cycle, and uh, it took, you know, you're talking about people who are volunteers, most of them, who get four or five hours of training, and they're trying to run an election. And I think the people who ran the election in Harris County ought to be praised. They did a spectacular job learning uh, uh, kind of new ways uh, or new techniques for ballot counting. And uh, 
I think the election went very smoothly, notwithstanding our governor threatening to audit the results uh, in Harris County. That kind of intimidation is really uh, beneath uh, his dignity and the dignity of the governor's office. So we'll see if that investigation turns up anything. I think it'll be just one more press release. Yep, I think you're absolutely right on that. Lee Kaplan, and by the way, did you mention your website for uh, your mayoral race? Yeah, it's uh, kaplanforhoustonmayor.com, and uh, there's a, a bio and some information or discussion of the issues, and there's a video, and I'd encourage people to just look at it and see what they think. Uh, and yeah. contact me with any comments, criticisms, suggestions, uh, because I'm interested in hearing what people think. Yep, absolutely. Lee Kaplan, always love having him on the program. I am Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.